0: Hello and welcome to Vet Artspan. I'm Fred Johnson, your passport guide on this exciting and important creative journey. Vet Artspan is a project which is a part of Creative Forces, an initiative of the National Endowment for the Arts, in partnership with the U.S. Department of Defense and Veteran Affairs and state and local arts agencies. This is your Vet Artspan podcast. We're honored that you've joined us. Welcome. Hello and welcome to Vet span I'm Fred Johnson, uh, artist in residence and community engagement specialist. But in this context, happy to be the host of our Vet span podcasts. For those of you who are joining us for the very first time, Vet span is an initiative of the Department of Defense, the National Endowment for the Arts and Americans for the Arts in a a really joyful effort to bring voice to and celebrate our veterans, our veteran community, our veteran journey, and most specifically, the utilization of art as a real modality for enriching our lives, for healing and Uh, kind of re-entering and and reconfirming our connection uh, as a veteran community to our community at large, an opportunity for veterans to talk to veterans and for the veteran community and active duty community communicate with our civilian community as we celebrate art as a modality for health and well-being. And I am very honored today to have as a guest Miss Samantha Sampson. Samantha is a US Army veteran and has actually really continuing strong ties. Her husband is still in service. And Samantha, uh, we have had the very great fortune of experiencing your writing. So Samantha Sampson, welcome to Vet Artspan.
1: Thank you, thanks for having me.
0: So Samantha, we just recently we um, were really honored to have you be a part of a program that we did celebrating June 19th or what is nationally known as Juneteenth at the Strass Center for the Performing Arts. We did um, an evening's commemoration and celebration of Juneteenth. Juneteenth, of course, commemorates uh, June 19th, 1865, when in Texas the word finally went out to let uh slaves in texas know that slavery had ended it has it had actually ended 2 years prior to that but the word did not get out uh, to Texas, but on the 19th of June, a general rode into, actually, I think a colonel rode into Galveston, Texas, and brought forth this proclamation to people that were still enslaved, letting them know that slavery had officially ended. And so, Juneteenth is a big national celebration. And we did that actually this year on the 19th of June, and it premiered uh, a dance piece uh, that was created by our Veteran Civilian Dance Ensemble. The Veteran Civilian Dance Ensemble is A dance company that was created three years ago in conjunction with the creative forces initiative which was the national initiative to really create what we call a clinic to community link between our veteran hospitals and our veteran service centers and community art centers and institutions that could really continue to amplify the importance of arts so from that, this Veteran Civilian Dance Ensemble has been continued and is housed at the Strath Center for the Arts. And on the River Stage on the 19th of, of June, uh, Juneteenth was celebrated and the premiere of this Veteran Civilian Dance piece, which was an amazing collection of poetry and spoken words written by the members of the Veteran Civilian Dance Ensemble, choreography created by Mr. John Parks and Miss Katura Robinson and other poetry and music presented by a group of melodic narrative voices called The Circle of Six, and your amazing writings were a part of that as well. So we are really, really happy to be able to deepen into this conversation with you. How did you begin writing? How did writing begin for you?
1: It was a therapeutic outlet for me. I I would have different experiences that would affect me emotionally, Uh, and sometimes the emotion would turn into a physical, uh, response. And so one of the things I found useful for myself was just to express myself. And I did that through just journaling and writing. And then over time I shared them with different people along the years who, uh, Encourage me to do something with it
0: beautiful now your experience um as an army veteran uh, when uh, uh, in addition to your writing were there other artistic things that you loved or or, are you know did you did you love music did you love dance were you involved in those kinds of things did you have an entree into art as like growing up
1: it's funny that you you asked that it was always a gift that i wanted But I was never given, uh, with regards to like vocals. I I wish I could sing, but that is not a gift I've been blessed with. But I do enjoy music. Uh, I come from a very musical family. My mother sings beautifully. My daughter sings. My Sister sings. My brothers thought they were rappers, but I think everybody did in the 90s. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> music has always been a part of everything that we do, from doing our hair, just the communication and the music that goes along with that, to preparing food together for an event together for the family, always music. Mm-hmm. So music has just been at the core of everything. It's universal. It heals. It bonds. It gives you commonality. So music is at the forefront of everything we've always done.
0: That's great. Well, tell us about your family. Your, your, your husband is still currently in service, right?
1: Yes. He's active duty. He's Navy. He's uh, about to approach 26 years in service uh, this October. So we're still very much military. We're geographically separated, but that comes along with duty. Sure. Uh, So we we're we're okay, (laughs) Mm. but yes, we still serve.
0: That's great. And, and family, your uh, children, how many children?
1: I have four children. My oldest is 23. My youngest is 10. I have uh, (laughs) six brothers and sisters, Mm. Uh, four brothers, one sister. There's a total of six of us and all of them are veterans as well, except for one. Mm -hmm. Uh, We, we were in the the Navy and all the others are our army. My father's also a Vietnam veteran, so we run deep.
0: <laughs> oh that's great. that's really, really wonderful and 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 obviously you know music is on levels a, a part of your of your creative circle or your creative experience as a family. you know I'd, I think I'd like if it feels right for you uh, just to hear, uh, one of your poems, something that you've written, and then let's let's talk a bit about that, okay? Yes.
1: Yeah, so this is my newest my newest piece. I actually wrote it during the rehearsals as we were preparing for Juneteenth. It was just something watching all of the news and everything that was going on. And I call this one "Parallel Universe."
0: Mm, beautiful.
1: It goes like this: You couldn't see the mistreatment, brutality, and heinous nature of slavery as an institution. There was an air of superiority, a disconnect of our mutual identities, a self-given entitlement to own other people, their children, and foreign lands as your own. This human crisis was declared unjust, was abolished, and officially removed from the books, but instead gave rise to a subset of laws and accepted practices which have further ingrained a perverse mindthink of inequality. Our inferiority was created and necessary for your superiority to exist. Everyone knows that in order for someone to be up, another must be down to have measure. The parallel universe we now live in was created. Today, we persist onward with unrooting systems established in contrast to our favor We set our eyes forward, collecting graciously earned yet revered small victories one at a time. From O.J. to Floyd, we will take it. Do we not deserve it all? This parallel universe continues to expose fragility. However, we must all concede and sensitize ourselves to the equal fragility that is us. Black, white, yellow, red in every hue in between all require the same basic things to survive. Air, shelter, food, clothing, love, and can I say safety? I said safety. Without safety, the air turns foul. The shelter cannot house, the food becomes a risk and clothing is just a stitch. Love binds us all and safety is our girdle. We are not different inside. On your right is the same as your left, just like me. Men that divides, celebrate the outward differences and demand the abolishment of this parallel universe.
0: Wow, beautiful, beautiful. You know, there's such there's such power in word, and there's such imagery. You know, I mean, I, I know in our conversations that we would have had with other veterans. Uh, whether they considered themselves an artist, or whether some measure of art really uh, helped them along their journey, helped them to articulate and communicate outwardly what they were feeling inwardly. The imagery is really, really powerful. Words are really, really powerful. Um, Oftentimes, especially when they're read, you know, or when they're written in that way. How does writing, how does writing empower you?
1: It allows me to express myself, and then I can share. So there's a focal point for me, so I'm not scattered everywhere. I can summarize in a more efficient and, and better received way. So I think it just it's an ultimate tool that I use to convey how I'm feeling. But the way that it empowers me personally as an individual is more so when I reread it over time. When I go back, mm-hmm. I learn something about myself what I was feeling. And, you know, I, I learned to deal with myself. I educate myself. I evolve <laughs> from my past.
0: Oh, that's powerful and really powerful to hear you say that you write something and you go back and you read it and it yes. it really creates a deepening for you. In many instances we've had um other uh, veteran artists who have shared with us the same thing with a painting or even with the writing of a song, you know, composing a song but then living into that song and re-singing that song or even remembering. Like for me, you're prefacing this by saying that this writing was born out of the preparation and the rehearsals for Juneteenth. And so it brought forth in you a thread uh, that really connected you to these really powerful words. That's that's fantastic. That's fantastic. I know oftentimes we have folks who listen to or come to our uh, Vet Artspan website, hear some of the podcasts or see some of the videos, and they're a little on the fence, if you will, in terms of, well, you know, should I try this painting or should I try to write? What would you say to someone who is considering the possibility of writing maybe poetry or just writing their thoughts down? What would you say to them that you think would inspire them to consider the possibility?
1: Just do it. You know, there's nothing to lose, but there's a ton to gain. The very first thought that, ever occurred to me, I remember, and it still happens to this day, often takes place in the shower. I don't know, that's like my my creativity spot. But it's a time when we all find ourselves alone, uninterrupted, isolated, because we typically do that alone. And we're alone with our thoughts. And so the things that creep into your mind that you question, that trouble you, that interest you, whatever that may be, you can find question or resolve at that time. And whatever it is, you can expand on it, but do it and allow yourself the freedom to further explore something or understand yourself.
0: I want to ask you a question that often people ask, and a part of it is for us to gain a deeper insight and to be supportive and really have a broader picture when we talk about our veteran community. As a woman who served in the military, do you think that some of what moves through you, some of your remembrances, some of the experiences that you have are uniquely represented in your thinkings and in your writing? And is that an important thing for us to focus on?
1: That's absolutely what it is, Fred. The, our environment and the circumstances and situation of the environment really do truly help to mold who you become, and most definitely the, the lens for which you see the world through. So, you know, having from what was my very young adult years, because I entered service at 17 years young. I grew up in the military. I learned my, you know, who I am and part of my identity and the structure and the discipline of it all is just part of who I am. It is, it is me. So my responses and my feelings are strongly rooted in what is the disciplinary system, the structure of that developmental phase of my life, which identifies who I am. I think it could be different for other people, you know, if you've had other experiences and guidance from other places in your more formative years. But for me, I think that's definitely the case.
0: That's beautiful. Well, let's hear another piece of poetry from Samantha Sampson.
1: (laughs) Okay, let me find something. I write about anything. I don't have any particular topic that I write about. So if it's just something that I feel, then it could become part of (laughs) part of my book. Sure. So I'll share one just so that you can tell how something can be therapeutic. In this one here, it's called my uplifting depression. And I use a lot of metaphor. There's a lot of simile, but it's, it's always very interesting to not take the word exactly as the word is, but it actually can represent something else, especially to different listeners. My uplifting depression. I can't stop the thoughts. So many memories, so many promises of what was supposed to be, but failed. I'm losing it, losing touch with myself and trying to breathe. The emotions are too much. I'm crumbling and screaming inside and put together on the outside. I look composed, neat, and sophisticated to the world, but inside, I'm so broken. Too many pieces to describe, so many thoughts and fragments, old and new pieces, one another, all broken. It's likely my brokenness is broken. I find myself traveling down this dark hole, making deals with myself like another man will never break me again. I will never give myself to another like this again. I will keep myself for myself next time blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. How broken and how limiting is this? I have to realize that these are seeds of depression creeping in and I rebuke it. I am looking to the lily fields and gardens, the harvest, looking to the beautiful summer days and the kids' laughter, anticipating sloppy, innocent licks from my fur babies, and affectionate nudges from Angel. My quirky will return. Depression, you can't have me. I command you to let go, to loose me. I speak life into my uplifting, into this day, every day. So there was a time where I was having lots of pain. And, you know, that's part of the program that I just finished with the VA. Mm -hmm. And when you're chronically suffering from pain, it's very easy to start feeling depressed. It's very easy to feel like, um, you know, to isolate yourself and and to not be uh, as active in things that were normal, routine, quality of life and daily issues. And I found myself traveling down the precursor roadway of depression because I was in pain so much Mm. and I would write about it. Um, And, you know, I would find myself almost like a ghost I'm writing. And then my other self would look at what I wrote and I would analyze myself and try to correct myself to keep myself from going further down the hall. And so that was just one of the pieces that I had written some time ago while in a painful place dealing with chronic pain as I worked with the VA to control and manage it and try to scave off depression.
0: (laughs) Wow, yeah, that is an an amazing example of how to really use your words and to use that imagery to support your ability to regain a sense of wholeness and completeness in tandem and concert with, uh, you know, experts and folk who can walk us through that so thank you so very very much for that I have to ask the question because just in a side conversation one day as we were outside talking I think we're talking to one of our colleagues and you talked about horses and the fact that you know you love horses and you have horses do you ever write ever write anything about about horses or about your horses?
1: Well, I haven't written about them per se, but even in the one I just wrote, I said uh, the gentle nudges from Angel. Yeah. Angel's my horse.
0: Oh, there you <laughs> Her,
1: go. So they're kind of woven through. Yes. But not specifically uh, the topic per se. Yeah. In in the in the writing. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: but, but in your art of embrace and in your world, you do have horses, and that's a really beautiful thing um you know that connection that connection to that life source is is really awesome well listen i want to thank you so very very much samantha for taking the time to share your words with us to share your experience with us to be a part of our vet art span journey to really amplify the importance of creativity And we look forward to your continued involvement with Vet Arts Band and the Veteran Civilian Dance Ensemble, and for the opportunity of really being able to hear more of your beautiful, poetic, and insightful words. And we hope that you'll contribute some of your writings to our Vet Arts Band website, because it is kind of an open forum for visual art, for music, for written word, for uh, a spoken word. The point of destination for all of us is to, gather at vetartspan.org that is the vet Arts website so thank you so very very much for this snapshot this journey with you samantha sampson thanks for being with us
1: thanks for having me
0: so i'm fred johnson and on behalf of vet Art we hope that you will continue to stay plugged in and visit us as we continue to move through this wonderfully artistic journey as we support each other, support our veteran community, our active duty community, and create bridges to our the civilian community. Take care until next time, be safe, stay strong, and you know, explore your creative journey. What, what artistically might you do to enrich your day? Take care, everybody.